Oh, I hear some young lungs over there blowing. And that's the way it ought to be. Was that peace over there? No, I'm just kidding. But nothing, nothing is more lovely to hear than children singing. Children singing praises unto God on high. Good morning to you. How are you? It's good to be in the house of the Lord. And it's good to be. As my one of my favorite country songs says, it's a great day to be alive. Amen. Sun still shining. Oh, and we've been blessed and shown favor to be part of this great picture of this creation Amen. that God has made this day. Amen. You know what? We're, we're blessed. We're fortunate because so many laid down last night who did not awaken Amen. to be a part of this masterpiece i'll call it a masterpiece of life that god has painted and created and has chosen us to be a part of it isn't god good i know he is whether whether you admit it or not i know he he's good and if you won't admit it we're going to pray for you that you come to your senses and recognize it before it's everlasting too late uh as it was mentioned earlier we have uh so much going on, sickness, uh, death, and just things going on. And just pray, folks. Pray. Sister Gill passed last night, and uh, Brother James Adams passed last week. Uh, that's Sister Joyce Adams' husband. And uh, Thomas was telling me, family member, uh, we call him Donnell. What did Donnell live down the street or next door? Right next door. Right next door to him. He passed. Uh, was it yesterday? This morning. This morning. So much going on. Man. So much going on. And as it usually goes, you know, you come up toward the end of a year, and it just seemed like, or maybe we just pay closer attention. Because people are dying every month, every week. Every day, people are dying. But for some reason, we just have a tendency of paying closer attention as it comes up toward the end of the year. And we just began to wonder, am I going to make it? Am I going to make it? Well, you know what? We don't know. You might, you might not. But regardless, regardless, you live right, you die right, you resurrect right. And if you resurrect right, Paul said, there's a crown of righteousness laid up for you. Amen? Amen. A crown of righteousness laid up waiting for you. But if you don't live right and you die wrong, you're going to resurrect wrong. And heaven just can't be your home. It can. And it will be an eternal punishment not to have lived right and to stand in the judgment and be condemned when you had the opportunity to get it right while you live. So today we're going to talk about all things already. If you will put our scripture text up here on the screen in Luke 14. All things already, folks. It's no excuse 
for anyone not to make it to heaven. What you're going to hear today will be enough to get you into heaven. If you so choose to obey and live godly and righteous until Jesus come or when you die, whichever come first. You will hear enough today to explain to you why you need to get yourself right because all things are ready. God has done his part. God has, he has surrendered and given the greatest sacrifice that could ever be given. And that is his son, Jesus Christ. And you know what? All things are ready. We're just waiting. God is just waiting on a repentant heart. God is just waiting for someone to get themselves out of the way and recognize that, you know what? I can't do this on my own. I need some help. And the way that I've been trying to go isn't working. And I need some help. I need some guidance. Is there anything wrong with acknowledging to God that you need some help? That's right. Amen. Is there anything wrong with acknowledging to God that, hey, I've tried other ways, but they don't work. But I'm ready to try you. Amen. Folks, you can't lose trusting God. Amen. But the only way you're going to know. You got to trust him. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus in John 14 and 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The L-I-F-E. He said, I'm the life. You know, a lot of people think they're living the life. You know, the bright lights, all the money, nice cars, and all that stuff. They think that they're living the life. And even some folks in the church look outside of the church and say, man, that's the life. That's the life. No, folks, you got it wrong. Amen. You got it wrong. Let me stand right here and tell you, you got it wrong. Amen. The only life that matters in the sight of God is the life of imitating and living according to the commandments that Jesus has given. Amen. That's the life. Amen. Because you know what? That life has everything that you need. Not only on this time side of life, but he also will give you what's necessary for the other side. See, the bright lights one day going to be turned off. The cars won't be able, you won't be able to drive the cars when you close your eyes in death. All of that stuff won't matter one day. And then what do you have? But when you die in Christ, when you live your life right in Christ and you do the thing that he has commanded, man, let me tell you, the, 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 the rejoicing and the joy of being a Christian only begins when you close your eyes in death. Amen. Because now you've got to face an eternity. Amen. But your eternity will be in peace Amen. and rest right. versus being in torment because now all of the bright lights that you were enjoying on this time side, you know what? Your service has been disconnected. So all things are ready. Let's look at what the Bible says. Luke chapter 14 and beginning at verse 16. Then said he unto him, a certain man made a great supper and bade many. Oh, he invited many. Just like we have worship service every Sunday. And we invite 
many. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to what? Make excuse. Make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see it. Well, you would think you would see it before you bought it. <laughs> Amen, somebody. Amen. And, and not only that, it's going to be there when you get back. Amen. Excuses. Excuses. It said, I pray thee, have me excuse. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them. I got to test them out. Where are they going? Huh? You put them in the stall or tie them up, where are they going? They'll be there. They'll be there when you get back. So I pray. I pray thee, have me excuse. And another said, I have married a wife. And therefore, I cannot come. Now, you could take that a lot of different directions. I understand you just married a wife. Where's she going? Huh? That's why you married her, so she'll be there when you get back. Huh? Or, you, or it could be I married a wife and she tell me what to do. I need to check with my wife to see if she said I can come. <laughs> and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor and the man and the hawk and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded. And yet, even after inviting and bringing in all of them, there's still room. And the Lord said, and the Lord said <laughs> unto the servant, go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Amen. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. One day there's going to be a great reunion. Yes, sir. In heaven. Yes, sir. One day there's going to be a grand reunion in heaven. Amen. You can you can substitute and call it a supper, a reunion. You call it whatever you want to, but there's going to be a grand gathering. And those who have been invited and came up with excuses as to why they couldn't come, you they will not be there. 
Because when they had the opportunity to obey, they did not. So there won't be no showing up on the last day. There won't be any admission, uh, free admission on the final day. The day you hear his voice, the Bible teaches us in the Hebrew writer said, you harden not your heart. The day you hear his voice, you're going to hear his voice today Man. through the word. Man. And the day you hear his voice, you shouldn't harden your heart. You should obey Man. because all things are ready. Yeah. And here's the key. You don't know where death is. That's right. You don't know where death is. And this may be your last opportunity to get it right. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to teach you facts. Man. From the Bible that you just don't know. Man. You don't understand and you keep gambling with your soul, procrastinating and putting off. But one day, folks, one day death is going to knock at your door. Amen. And one thing I know about death, death don't discriminate. No, it doesn't care how young you are. It doesn't care how old you are. It doesn't care of your race background or anything. It doesn't care if you're rich or poor. When your time come, you're leaving here. Amen. And if you leave here the wrong way, you're going to be resurrected the wrong way. But if you accept the invitation to get yourself saved today, or maybe you stand in need to repent to be restored back into the fellowship of the Lord, you know what? You get it right, you'll be all right. Man. Regardless of what may happen when you walk out of these doors today, you'll be all right. Amen. But folks, don't play with God. Amen. Don't play with God. Amen. The, 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 the master said, go. When the first three came up with the excuses that they had. I bought a piece of ground. I got to go check it out. Got a wife. Can't come. Got some oxen. I got to test them out. <laughs> See, the problem with people, and I'm talking about those that are lost, they don't understand the urgency All right now. of salvation. All right now. They have believed the lie of the devil to believe that they have time. I'm young. The world will instill in your mind that you're young. You have time when you reach this age or that age as if they can guarantee you life. No man, no company can guarantee you life. God is the only one who sustains and gives life. And, and people buy into the fact that I have time. I'm only such and such years old and I have plans and I plan on doing this down the road and everything. That's fine, well and good if it's the Lord's will. <laughs> but those that are lost have ignored the fact that, you know what? It may not be the Lord's will Man. for you to live to be that ripe and old age. Man. It may just be next week your number is going to be called. Then what? Right. Then what? Hebrew 9.27, for as it is appointed on the man once to die and following death, it's not over. That's right. 
There's a judgment. Yes, sir. Have you done the thing that I commanded you to do? What has followed you in your death to justify, to help justify why you should enter into heaven? What service did you render in my name? Why you lived and, 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 and enjoyed yourself on earth? What glory did you give me? What did you offer my church? What time did you invest in helping it to grow and to do the things that I said were important? Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. But you put all other things ahead of attending worship. Come on now. Helping out doing things to build up the church. Right. You saw the need to do it your way, but I gave instructions on what you seek first. So how do you think you're going to enter into the portals of my heaven by doing what you wanted to do when I gave you instructions on what to do? Mm. All things are ready. But the question is, are you? Are you? What's the first thing that required in order to accept this invitation to this grand dinner, this grand feast? You got to get yourself out of the way. Matthew 16, 24. Jesus said, if any man, if any man will come after me, let him do what? First, deny himself. Yes, sir. You are your biggest problem. That's right. We are our biggest problem. Amen. And, and when I say we, I'm not speaking in terms of racial, ethnic background. I'm talking about we as people, as humans. Man. We are our biggest problem. Man. Because we struggle to get ourselves out of the way because we're always trying to steal credit from God. And when God do, when God do things for us, we always want to try to add that we had something to do with it. All right. All right. Jesus said, if any man, any man, yes, sir. any covers what? All. all. And all covers any. any. That's right. If any man yeah. will choose to come after me, let him first deny himself. You can't ignore that commandment and then go pick up your cross talking about your serving God and doing the Lord's will. No, you've got to get the biggest problem out of the way. That's right. Yourself. Amen. Then you will be able to pick up your cross. Yeah. And follow him. Amen. Are you willing to do that today? Are you willing to remove yourself? Or are you going to be like these people here with excuses? Mm. And that's all it is, excuses. Very similar to what you hear a lot of church members use. My stomach hurt. It's amazing. Nobody's stomach hurt on Monday morning. (laughs) 
Nobody's stomach hurt bad enough to keep them from going to work on Monday morning. Amen. Right now. But the devil can tell you your stomach hurt on Sunday morning and you've already decided I'm not going to worship. Yeah, man. That's it. That's it. We don't stop and consider how valuable it is for your presence to be here because somebody just may be looking forward to be encouraged by you, to right. be exhorted by you. Right. Somebody may be looking forward to hear you sing today. Amen. That's why the Bible said, as we see the day approaching, you come together, exhorting yeah. one another, yeah. encouraging one another, yeah. songs and hymns. Yeah. But if we're going to allow any little simple thing to discourage us, you know what? We're not thinking about anybody else. We haven't removed ourselves. Oh, no. Jesus yeah. removed himself. Yeah. Listen to him in the garden. Read about it in the garden. Yeah. The Bible says he agonized. Huh. His sweat was as though they were drops of blood. Yes, sir. And we talk about being stressed. You don't know what stress is. Amen. You don't know what stress is. Right. And as he agonized there, and he prayed unto his father, he said, Lord, Father, you know, if, if there's another way, if yeah. there's another way, yeah. listen to it. Yeah. Listen to it. I don't want to do this. That's right. Amen. I don't want to do this. Right. But, yes, sir. not my will. Amen. Not my will. Right. But thy will be done. Yes, sir. Look at him removing himself. Yes, sir. Oh, he could have easily right then and there said, you know what? When you stop and consider who I'm doing this for, these ungrateful, sinful, crazy people, man, I'm going back to heaven. And his, and his seat would still be there. Yes, sir. But no, he removed himself. Yeah. He left us an example. Yeah. That look, we don't have anything to brag or boast about. Amen. Because we will never give up what he gave up. Amen. I don't care how you try to wrap it and package it or whatever. You know what? We will never be able to give up what he gave up. Amen. Amen. He said, not my will, but thy will be done. And what was the will of the father? He said, go on to Calvary. Go on to Calvary. Yeah. Matter of fact, before you get to Calvary, there's some folks who are going to do some terrible things to you. Yes, there are some folks who are going to humiliate you. There are some people who are going to beat you. Yeah. There are some soldiers that are going to circle you and spit on you. Yeah. There are some folks who are going to plant a crown of thorns and they're going to press it into your skull. Yeah. There are some men who are going to strip you down naked yeah. and then put a robe on you and mock you yeah. as being king. <clears throat> there are some people that are just going to do some despiteful, hateful things to you. Go on to Calvary. Yeah. And what did he do? 
He went on the cavern. Yes, sir. He went on the cavern. Go on. You're going to stand before Pilate. You're going to stand before the governor. And he's going to have the power to set you free, but he's going to be gutless. He's not going to have the backbone to release you because he feared the people. Amen. He sent Jesus to be scourged. Yeah. And they whipped him. They whipped him until his body fell open. Fell open. Bled. Bled like a hole. Father, not my will. Thy will be done. He said, go in the cavern. Some folks waiting on you. And on that journey, oh, so he met some people. Even after they had scourged them and beat them and spit on them and planted the crown of thorns on his head and did all these things. While they were preparing and nailing him to that cross, they said, he saved us. He saved others. Why don't you save yourself? They wagged their fists, they shook their heads, and they walked about as if he had done something wrong. They said, let us see if God will answer him now. Right now. If you be the son of God, why don't you come down off that cross? Then I'll believe you. Oh, but that still wasn't good enough because that was a thief. Yeah, yeah. That was a thief on the left and a thief on the right. Yes, sir. And one just kept running his mouth. Yeah. Oh, he just ran his mouth and he ran his mouth until one, the other thief said, man, we're hanging here because we justly deserve to be hanging here. This man ain't done no wrong. But he's kept barking at Jesus. Kept barking at Jesus. Father, not my will, but thy will be done. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The father said, go in the cavern. Mm -hmm. Get it over with. Mm -hmm. Now you may say to yourself, man, how could God love him for sinning to have something like that done to him? Oh, folks, don't get it wrong. God's love for the son was perfect. Yes, sir. The question is, how can we not love God for what he has done for us? And given his only begotten son. God don't have a problem. We got a problem. Yes, sir. Say that. He was open for us. He didn't have any sin. Man. Then we got excuses. We have excuses for everything when it comes to the church. Come on now. We don't even want our children to, to, to support fellowship gatherings and things with other children in the church. But we'll send them out to these worldly places 
to get their mind messed up and your child get molested and raped and taken advantage of and everything, but you won't support nothing the church do. Come on now. Come on now. Say that. All because you're looking at how you can benefit. Yeah. What you might can gain. Come on. With everything that you stand to gain, God has already guaranteed if you seek first the kingdom, yes, sir. I've got your back. Yes, sir. I'll take care of you. Yes, sir. You see those words out there? They don't have storage buildings. Come on now. They trust and depend on me every day. Yeah. And I feed them. Yeah. And some of us ain't got the sense of a spell. Come on, man. Ain't got the sense of a spell. Because we don't trust in God enough to believe he's going to do what he say he's going to do. Amen. But let me tell you something. When you die and stand in judgment, these same words are going to be there. Yes, sir. And when the question is that, why didn't you trust me? Then what? Well, Lord, it was hard. Man, you can't tell me about life. Yeah. I am life. Jesus removed himself. He denied himself. What's holding us back from denying ourselves? The Bible said, love not the world. Right. Neither the things that are in the world. For all that is in this world, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. It's not of God. Amen. It's not of God. But why are we so entangled in it? When we should be set free by living a life as a Christian. All things are ready. Yes, Verse 24 says, For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. You've been invited. You had an excuse. You turned it down. You're going to burn in hell. That's basically what it says. Because when I extended my invitation to you, you rejected me. You rejected me. And in in rejecting me, you said you don't appreciate me and what I did and giving my only begotten son. When you reject God's invitation, you're telling God, man, I don't care about what you did with your son. Come on now. That means nothing to me. I've got more important things to look after. Yes, sir. I've got more important things to do. I don't care about the fact that you allowed your son to suffer, to bleed and die. I don't, I don't care about the fact that they nailed your son to the cross. I have a ground to go look at. I just got married. I got some oxen I need to go test out. Come on now. No, I got a football game I need to go watch. Come on. Yeah. Huh? I got a meeting I got that you scheduled when you know, hey, today is the Lord's day. Amen. Say that. 
But God told His Son, go on to Calvary. Go on to Calvary. Then he, he, he hung there on the cross. He hung there on the cross. They, they brought him some vinegar. You know, and, and when he realized what it was, he wouldn't drink it. He wouldn't drink it because see, there are some folks. There are some folks, like some of you might be sitting up in here saying, well, he had an anesthesia. He, he really didn't feel it all. But no, when he, when, he, when he realized what it was, he said, mm -mm, I got to go through this. Yeah, yeah. I got to go through this. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and to make it worse, to make it worse, all this time his father with him. But then that came when sin rested on his shoulders. When I was seen, not yes, his. Yes, sir. When I was seen, yes, sir. rested on his shoulder, his father said, I got to go. Yeah. Because God and sin can't dwell in the same place. Right. It, it can't dwell in the same place. No, the father said, I got to go. I got to go. And he recognized the absence yeah. of his father. Yeah. He recognized that the father had departed. Yeah. And he cried out. He cried out. Eli, Eli. Lama Sabatana. Saying, my God. My God. God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why have you left me up here? Yeah. Why have you left? I've gone through all this stuff. I, I, I could hear him crying from the human side. Man, you, you walked with me this far. Why are you abandoning me now? And the Bible says he uttered, it is finished. Yeah. It is finished. Yeah. Father, I've done what you commanded me to do. Into your hand. Yes, sir. I commend my spirit. Yes, sir. It is finished. But not only was it finished, all things are ready. Yeah. Because it is finished. Amen. And now you need to make a decision today. Yes, sir. After all that God has gone through and all God has given, God even bringing about the institution of the church whereby we are saved. Amen. Providing an avenue of repentance that when we do wrong, we can acknowledge and repent and be forgiven and it never be held against us again. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. After all that God has done, yeah. it's time for you to make a decision. Yeah. It's time for you to make a decision because now Jesus who left as your Savior He's awaiting to come back as your judge. And he's awaiting at the beckoning of his father. He said, no man know the day of the hour. He said, I don't even know. He said, but I know one thing for sure. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. And buddy, when I come back, it won't be no fun and no games. When I come back, I'm coming back strictly for judgment. Amen. Acts chapter 1, 
as the disciples beheld Jesus ascending up into the clouds, the angel appeared and said, Why stand ye gazing up into the heavens? This same Jesus yes. you see ascending up into the clouds, he's going to return one day. Amen. He's coming back one day. First, Second Thessalonians chapter 1, the Amen. Bible said, Oh, he's coming back. Amen. He's coming back. Yeah. He, won't be, he won't be singing. He won't be mad. He's coming back with a vengeance. Amen. Taking vengeance on them that know not God yeah. and obey not His commandment. He shall be forever punished from the presence of God. Amen. Oh, He's coming back. Yes, sir. He's coming back. Yes, sir. All things are ready. Amen. But are you? Amen. Amen. Huh? Are you, are you willing to deny yourself? See, if you're not willing to deny yourself, you can't go any steps further. Amen. Say that. You got to, you got to, you got to accomplish the first step first. Yes, sir. See, that's why people walk around with this fake Christianity. This, this, this counterfeit religion, they call it. And even some folks in the church walking around impersonating a Christian impersonating that a, a disciple of Jesus Christ. Because as long as what they need to do don't challenge them to come out of their box or challenge them to step into something they never done, you know what? It's no issue, no problem. But let a, let a real challenge come. Let a real challenge come when they boil down to helping somebody who's truly in need. When it come down to giving as you should every first day of the week. When it come down to working and serving and supporting the church. See, some of us think just because you throw a couple of dollars in that plate or you use the cash out, oh, well, I gave. That's my support in, in working in the church. Man, that's God's money. Yeah. It ain't yours anyway. And you plan on you plan on riding that to heaven? Lost your mind. All things are ready. Are you? Are you? That master said, those men, those men. Who refuse my invitation shall not, they shall not. Same thing Jesus tell us. If you die in your sins, he said, where I am. Well, the question is, where is Jesus? Huh? Don't be afraid to say it. Where is Jesus? In heaven, right? Well, Jesus said, if you die in your sin where I am, you can't come up here. Well, if you can't come to heaven, where you going? I know there are some religions that will tell you and teach you some lies about a holding place and, and all this stuff and purgatory. You can pray somebody out of purgatory. Don't believe that lie. Don't believe those lies of the Mormons. Buddy, when you close your eyes in death, you're going to know what your eternity is. Amen. Amen. 
Read the Bible. You know the story of the rich man and Lazarus. You know it. The Bible says one was rich. Yeah. The other one, he wasn't poor. He was poor. That's right. <laughs> he was poor. Yes, sir. Only relief he could find were the dogs licking his soul. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. But the Bible said they had something in common. That's right. They both died. But the angels came and took one. Angels came and took last They escorted him to Abraham's bosom. Oh, man. Place of rest. Place of peace. But the Bible said that rich man, <laughs> they just buried him. But the Bible said, and in hell, he lifted up his eyes. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes. And he cried out. He cried out. Man, when, when, when the Bible said he cried out, he wasn't saying, yo, yo, hey, hey. No, 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 no. You know why I know he was screaming? Because the Bible said he was crying out, I'm in torment. Yes, sir. I'm in torment in this place. Uh-huh. Man, uh-huh. when you're being tortured, you don't, you don't, help, out, oh. No, you scream. Man. You scream. But his screaming is only beginning. His screaming is only beginning because you know what? There's another step. There's another step. He has to go. And it's called a lake of fire. When you close your eyes, when I close my eyes in death, you know what? We're going to know immediately where we're going. Amen. Ain't nobody going to heaven or hell yet. That's right. You got to wait till the Resurrection. You gotta wait till the judgment. Man. But where you go is gonna determine where your eternity is gonna be. Amen. Because between where Lazarus was and the rich man was a goal. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Abraham said, This gulf separates us. That's right. He was talking to that rich man. Yeah. He was talking to him. Man, you can't come over here. Man. He said, well, send Lazarus. Uh-uh, we can't send Lazarus nowhere. Right. Your brothers got Moses and the prophets. Uh-huh. If they won't listen to them, what make you think they're going to believe somebody came back from the dead? Right. He said, this gulf separates us. Yeah. But those over there with you can't come over here, and those over here can't go over there. Amen. That's why I say when you close your eyes yes, and you land over in Tartarus with the rich, with the rich man, mm. you know the lake of fire is going to be your permanent place. Amen. Because you can't cross the gulf. That's right. That's right. And if you're over there with Lazarus and Abraham bosom, you know you got even something greater to look forward to. Amen. But the question is, are you ready? That's right. Are you ready? You're so busy trying to make a living and, and your priorities all out of just all messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so busy. I don't have time to support the work of the church and this and that. You got time to die. Yeah. Yes, you do. You got time to die. I guarantee you that. 
and you're going to die one day. Amen. So don't expect to use all these excuses and then you close your eyes in death and you think a preacher can preach you into heaven. This one ain't going to do it. If I could, I would. You are going to determine where you go. And if, and if you're so busy, you don't have time to support the church and to support the business of the church and the work. As God says, seek first the kingdom and live a godly life. You know what? You, you, keep, you keep going at it the way you're going at it. Heaven will never be so overcrowded that there won't be room. There will always be room for you. Are you ready? The church is ready. We're ready for you to be baptized today for the remission of your sin. Not tomorrow, not next Sunday. You don't have to wait until the new year. Folks talking about, well, I'm going to wait till the new year to begin. And man, you ain't guaranteed the new year. That's right. That's right. The day you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Amen. What is your life? Somebody mentioned in Sunday school this morning, man, death is just everywhere. Amen. What is your life? It's but a vapor. Yes, sir. But a vapor. Yes, sir. And rises up, appears for a moment. Yeah. And it's gone. Yeah. Mm. That's a long way from January 1st. Man. Yes, it is. You need to get right today. Man. You need to be saved today. Man. Well, I'm not sick. A lot of people die who ain't sick. Man. That's right. Well, I don't feel bad. I feel okay. They ain't got nothing to do with you dying. That's right. We simply just have an appointment. Amen. God didn't say you have to be sick. That's right. God didn't say you had to uh, not be aware. That's right. He said, you're going to die. Amen. If you're here today and you haven't obeyed the gospel, if you haven't obeyed the gospel, that good news, that dynamite, that way of teaching and living that changes your whole world, changes your whole life. But it brings peace into your life. Yeah. It brings holiness into your life. Yeah. It brings a relationship with the Lord into your life. If you haven't obeyed the gospel and been baptized for the remission of your sin, you need to do it today. Yeah. Because you don't know where death is. Amen. The Bible teaches that one must hear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You got to believe. I've shared the story with you. God told his son, go on the cavern. You got to believe it. You got to believe it because without faith, it is impossible to please him. Hebrews 11 and 6. You got to believe that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Yeah. We're seeking rewards everywhere else in life, and we're not seeking what God has to offer. Yeah. And can't nobody reward you like God. Yeah. 
Repent of your sins. Repent of your sins. Look, I, I, I thought I was right. I realize I've been wrong. I'm ready to get on the right track. I recognize that. Repentance simply means to change. But you change for the good. You change for the obedience of what the Bible teaches. You, you, you hear, believe, repent. You got to confess that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. You willing to confess that? Because he is. Whether you confess it now, you know what? The scriptures say you're going to confess it later. You're going to confess it. But here's the difference. You can confess it willfully now and be saved. Uh Or you can be made to confess it as an unbeliever. And you're still going to hell. But you're going to confess it. Every tongue is going to acknowledge that. Say that. You're going, you're going to do it? Yeah. So don't it make sense? Yeah. Do it while it benefits you. Right? Man. Don't wait until you're made to do it and you don't get nothing out of it. Amen. And then you'll be baptized today for the remission of your sin. Yeah. Man, who don't yeah. want a new start? Yeah. Who don't want? Who don't want the opportunity to get it all together? Man. Who don't want to be forgiven? Huh? Who don't want to be forgiven? You can stop and think of some stuff you've done in your life. Nobody else know about it but you and God. Yeah. And you carry this stuff. You've been carrying this stuff around for you all know how many years. Yeah. Isn't it time you get that load off your mind? Yeah. It's time to get rid of that baggage. Mm. God is waiting to forgive you. Yeah. Old things are passed away and old things become new. Yes, sir. Or you could choose to keep it. You would just take it to hell with you. Amen. Versus you can get rid of it. Yeah. Because now in Christ, you have a burden bearer. Casting all your cares upon him. Why? Because he cared for you. Yes, sir. It's up to you. And the last step, live faithful unto death. Don't allow nobody to change your mind or change your ways. You know what? Keep God first. And all you do. And all you do. Are you ready? For us who are members of the church and we're straight away or we've been half stepping. We've been we've been shucking and jiving. We ain't allowed ourselves to lose focus and we've allowed ourselves to get sidetracked. We ain't been dedicated. We're supposed to be priests. Man. We're supposed to be priests in the church of Christ. Man. That's what the Bible says. Yeah. Are, you, are you carrying out your life living as a priest? Come on now. You know, in the Old Testament, priests had awesome responsibilities. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Are you living your life as a priest? Right now. Your life as a priest should be more than just coming here sitting on your butt doing nothing. Amen. 
All of us should be active. Amen. All of us should be busy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Showing the same love God has shown to us, allowing us to be saved out of the darkness into the marvelous light. And you know what? We should be sharing that same love and that gospel to somebody else. Amen. That's right. We passed out some cards this morning in Sunday school. Where is that box? Where's that box? We have our own postcards. Yeah. We have our own postcards. You know what? You say, well, I don't know what to say to people. Hey, mail them a postcard. Right Invite them. Yeah. What, you, what you're afraid to say to them in person, write it down and tell them. Amen. You ain't going to have no excuse right here. Just like these people in, the, in, that, in that text, they ain't have no excuse. Not, not anything that was in, of any value to God. Make sure you get you some postcards before you leave today. Amen. It's amazing. The excuses we have when it comes to the church. Well, I ain't never done that. I don't know how to do that. Then your job asks you to do something. You'll, you'll go back to college just to please them. Because you're trying to get some points. But those points won't matter to God. You're trying to please the wrong person. Yeah. What's our song? Careless Souls. Careless Soul. 633. Are you ready? All things are ready. Are you? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. You're a member of the church? You've been slacking? You know you have. But most importantly, God knows you have. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's time to stop fooling around. Yeah. We're going to bury you one day. Did you hear me? Yes. And if I'm not here, somebody's going to be here to bury. Amen. Get yourself right today. Amen. Let us together sing. Let us sing. Careless soul.